What's up? FT Live. Ron and Kratz together in Atlantic City, getting ready to play in a poker tournament in about an hour. Good luck to us. You brought your goodies, right? All goodies. I got my goodie bag over there. Paperweight. I brought my paperweight. Your sunglasses. Yeah, I'm all set. Okay. I want to. Th this is AJ. This is Kratz's moment <laughs> to have a second career. Jason Kipnis became famous. Black Friday sale is back in, in, we're in Las did. Vegas. What was my he, first career? Uh, Tao, the backup catcher. Top. Oh, okay, okay, my book. Okay. The book. Okay. You were an author. <laughs> yes. Now you're a poker pro. <laughs> so anyway, we're gonna have a good time with it. Um, so we'll do about an hour today. We're gonna talk to Scott Osler, who will give us the lowdown on the Oakland A's situation. He writes for the San Francisco Chronicle, and we will talk to. Sal Fasano. Mm. He's a gem. And his mustache. And his mustache. I'm just going to talk directly at his mustache. I hope it's sometimes in the off season it gets a little it gets a little thick in here, and so we don't get the perfect the perfect Fu Manchu. He gets messy. No, I, mean, I mean, just he grow, He's he's like all man, so yeah. he grows hair like exactly exactly opposite of me. Like if he sits in a chair for too long, hair grows right. out of it. Right. Yep. He gets like. One o'clock shadow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's let's shout out our giveaway because we're going to announce it on Friday, and then we'll dive right into all the news that's been going down. So um, we've teamed up with one of our sponsors, our proud partner, Candy Digital, doing a little giveaway on Twitter of a signed Kyle Tucker baseball and digital collectible from Candy. So for entering, you follow our account and Candy Digital on Twitter and repost what you're looking at right now. It's up there. We'll randomly select a winner on Friday, the 17th of November, which if you're watching right now is tomorrow. Boom, there you go. Let's charge the damn mound. AJ Pruszynski is wearing the color of a team that is maybe going to change colors. We don't even know what the situation is with that, do we? Oh my goodness, we didn't even talk about that kind of stuff. That's not my, I'm not, I gotta ask my stylist that kind of news. I don't okay. know, I don't know about the color change. Like, do you change colors? I think the brand is, I said this, what, yesterday? Watch. I think the brand is destroyed in Vegas. It is such a joke being the way that it's run right now. Let's get right to our first guest here to go through the news because the owners obviously approved the relocation for the now Vegas A's. Scott Osler joining us right now, writes for the San Francisco Chronicle. You can follow him at S-C-O-T-T-O-S-T-L-E-R. Scott, great to have you on. It's a sad day in Oakland. We've been covering this story all year and how poorly the treatment of uh, A's fans has been by their owner, John Fisher, who actually spoke to the fans for eight seconds the other day. Um, what's your reaction to the news of, of course, his friends, his cronies, the owners, approving this relocation without having to pay a relocation fee as well? Well, it's no surprise because they wouldn't have taken the vote had they not been sure of winning it. And so that was no surprise. And I take a exception to what you said, that uh, this is a sad day for Oakland. I, I kind of feel the other way, that this is, should be a day of celebration for Oakland because they got rid of John Fisher, who is arguably the most incompetent, toxic, unfeeling owner in, in baseball, if not in sports. And that's saying a lot. It's a great line. I I totally love that. I was like, mm -hmm. wow, you offended him already. He's been on the show for like a minute. I yeah. love that. And, and so we're looking at your tweet right now here too. A's and MLB don't give a split. In fact, they wish Oakland would shut down. Um, 
Is that what it, did I read that right? Hold it's on. cut off on our screen. I just fixed it. Which but the point is valid. Um, so, so Scott, I wanted to get your thoughts here on um, what today means for the city of Oakland. If you think, you know, Oakland will ever be able to have a baseball team on its own again. And even obviously your thoughts on how the brand, that's my big thing, will be received in Las Vegas because you said it. I mean, he's known. John Fisher has made himself a name in all of sports. He is maybe the top villain in the North American professional sports. Nobody wants him. And I think fans that are going to be pushed over to him are going to be like, why am I rooting for this guy to succeed? I can't believe that Las Vegas is celebrating this because uh, obviously Las Vegas would like to have a baseball team. And they probably deserve one, and they probably could support one. But a John Fisher baseball team is a whole different thing. It's uh, it's, it's just a recipe for disaster. It, he has promised the people in Las Vegas, and they're taking him at, at his word, that if, if he is able to build a ballpark there and they help him, that he will start paying a, a fair major league salary, a payroll. And to take John Fisher at his word on something like that is, is lunacy because he's showed every step of the way that he's not going to pay a major league salary. You know, it's a, it's a, you know, what, what comes first, the chicken or the egg. So is he going to pay a major league salary once the fans start flocking in, but the fans aren't going to flock in if he's got a crummy team. So it's just, it's just, I'm sure Las Vegas would love to have a team, but they would much, much, much prefer to have an expansion team. And I think that's where Oakland stands right now. They'd be much better off with one of two things, either an expansion team, or a team, the A's coming back to Oakland after they fail in Las Vegas and uh, without John Fisher after he sells the team. Scott, that makes total sense. My, my question is the things I'm reading, the A's lease is up after 24. Right. Then they have until 28. So they have three years. They have nowhere to play. Why would the Giants let them play there? What? I mean, they're going to play in the AAA park. They're going to play here, there, and everywhere. How is also my other question is how does the players' association allowing them to not have a home base for the players? This whole thing just seems ludicrous to me. Well, they're, the players' association kind of has their hands tied because the A's have to play somewhere. The, the players' association doesn't have the power to say we're dissolving the A's franchise, so they will have definitely have a voice. For instance, if if it is decided by MLB that the A's will play those three or four or five seasons in Las Vegas, for instance, in an open air stadium, the players association might say, no, we're not going to, we're not going to sign off on that. We're not going to have our guys playing in 110 degree uh, temperature. So, and the, the giants, there's three options, the Las Vegas ballpark, the giants ballpark, and the giants have said maybe, but not for a whole season. We might, Put these guys up for 30 to 40 games for a couple of years but not for a whole season so that's another problem and the third option is to to get a lease extension in oakland for three or four years beyond next year and that's problematic because for one thing the mlb and the ace have not even attempted to discuss that with oakland yet so they're kind of waiting a long time and for another thing oakland would be crazy just to let them come back and say sure yeah come on back for a few more years without extracting a promise of, of getting an expansion team, which Manfred and MLB appears not to be willing to do, to give open that guarantee. Have, have the owners done like an incredible job and how have they done it of shielding this guy from 
the public, shielding Fisher from the public? Because here on the East Coast, if it wasn't for being a huge baseball fan and trying to get to the bottom of this, I wouldn't have seen any of this. It feels like they are just they, they've isolated it to the Bay Area. And that's about it. That's all the uprise that we hear. You know, my sense is that the other 29 owners are just like holding their heads saying, oh, my God, this guy's a clown. It's a clown. He's embarrassing MLB. He's embarrassing the rest of us. And, and there's a lot of clowns in that club, too. But um, they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do with Fisher. They can't short of voting to make him sell the team, basically voting him out of the club, which is a, would be a that, that I think that's too far for them to go because they don't want to be told what to do with their ball club. So they don't want to set that precedent. But I think the other owners are just just looking at John Fisher like, you know, the, the guy in your family who's the, the, the you know, the, the cousin who's always in trouble and can't stay out of jail and and uh, is a complete loser. I think they in some ways the other owners look at John Fisher that way, the, the weak link in the, in the chain. And it's kind of weak chain, too. So they don't know what to do with them. What are you going to do? I'll, I'll he make screwed up one. the team. He's he's made baseball look bad. He's he's ruined baseball in Oakland. He's driven fans away. He's shown great mismanagement skills. And but but there he is. He's in your club. What are you going to do? He's a pitiful steward of our sport. It's super sad that people like him are allowed to be essentially just born into a situation like this because he's never earned a penny in his life. So my question to you is on that front. Do you think that there are actually some owners and maybe all of them um, and the commissioner's office going, yes, and I'll tell you why. He gets to be the fall guy and the villain. Every owner eventually is going to go back to their public officials and ask for money for a new park or for renovations like what we just saw in Milwaukee. If you never have that threat of, hey, I'm going to actually leave then it's harder to have leverage. I know that there are people that work for the league that are obsessed with that word. They like, it's their religion. So this is one case where they can say, oh, you don't wanna give us $500 million to renovate this, to make my own suites look nicer so I can make more money off them and has nothing to do with the public. Well then, did you see what happened in Oakland? They departed. So do you feel like that part of the spectrum is not being considered enough because I think that has a lot to do with why there is so much support from his frat. I would agree with that 100% because almost every owner, either now or at some point in, in the fairly near future, is going to get into the shakedown game where they go to the city, local, city, state, government or whatever and say, give us more money, build us a new stadium or do a huge upgrade on our stadium. Uh, we see we see this happen in five or six cities right now, where MLB is 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 rattling the cage, saying, "Give us more money, give us more money," and this really does put put teeth behind that argument. They, they like you said, they can just say to the government, uh, "Look, you know, look what happened to Oakland. You want to be the next Oakland? If you don't believe us, this, this is what happens to folks like you." In other words, the owners are going to the city and saying, "Boy, it's a fine baseball team you got here. It'd be a shame if something happened to it." Leverage, love leverage. Yeah. I yeah. one of the one of the reasons I wanted to be part of this show was to grow the game. Growing the game of baseball, I think, is something that we've lacked as players. Some fault to ownership. Some 
And, you know, maybe the game of baseball has kind of fallen behind sometimes. Do you think this is a situation that we're not growing the game? Uh, yeah, I think in, in some ways it's just it's giving baseball a bad name. It's just making baseball look terrible. I don't, I don't see any way baseball MLB comes out of this looking like, whoa, boy, that was a great move. That was that was really positive. That was helpful to a lot of people. For, for one thing, you know, you, you're going to Las Vegas where you're getting severe pushback from the teachers union for what seems like a legitimate beef that, hey, how about some spending some money on education? And it's the same same situation in Oakland. Oakland could all this money they're they're about they were about to lavish on the A's, they could use that money for for roads and police and schools and things like that too. So uh, it's just in some ways this might be good because it might bring everything to a breaking point where the the public will look at Oakland and say, okay, this Oakland finally made a stand against this this lunacy, this uh, financial extortion. Scott. You're talking about teams using this for leverage and, and teams saying, oh, we'll just move. Well, after Las Vegas, and if they expand, like they say, there's no places to go. Are they going to go back to say, hey, we're going to take a team back to Oakland after well, this? Well, they could. They could, yeah, they could do that. I, I, That's one possibility. The, the problem is that they would go back if John Fisher is still the owner, assuming he doesn't give up and sell. Uh, he's a tough guy to deal with. He's proven that. And it's also a possibility that – I feel this is the case that one of the reasons, probably a main reason that John Fisher bailed on Oakland is that he couldn't get the financing for his part of the ballpark deal there, that that fell apart. And uh, so he had to scramble. It wasn't that Oakland wouldn't give him enough. It's just that he, his whole massive plan, which was ridiculous in the first place and a super duper long shot in the first place fell apart because he couldn't uh, uphold, uphold his end of the bargain. But it's just uh uh, you know, like I said, this could be the start of, of a, maybe a revolution. But if they do come back to Oakland, uh, they Oakland would have more power. You know, Oakland would have more leverage because the A's would be crawling back. Because there, like you said, there aren't a ton of. Manfred said, "There's oh, there's all kinds of cities out there ready to get a baseball team." Sure, what Barstow, Sioux Falls. Uh, there's only like two or three maybe in the picture, you know, Nashville, maybe Portland, but those are problematic. Otherwise, the A's would have gone to them and been dealing with them. So uh, Manfred is overselling that. There's not that many teams out there that are ready, willing, and able to, uh, cities rather, that are able to support right now a Major League Baseball team and build a new stadium. Is this a good thing for the Giants? Are the Giants like, yeah, we're going to get some A's fans? I would think so. I would think so, but... Uh, and so then in a way they might be celebrating, but I really think the Giants feel that, and I could be wrong. I think the Giants feel that if the A's were to come back to Oakland, build a ballpark there, have a legitimate franchise, pay a legitimate salary that, and become a competitive team that it might hurt the Giants a little bit, but not much. I think in some ways it'd be very healthy to have two teams in the Bay area. And I don't think the Giants, I'm just my guess. I haven't talked to anybody there. I don't think the Giants are afraid of the A's coming back, that, that, that they think they're going to have some massive now influx of new fans because the A's leave. But, I mean, I'll counter just because it's not the same situation, but I mean, I was a pretty big basketball fan growing up. I loved yeah. the New Jersey Nets through their plenty of terrible times and then some good times. 
And when they went to Brooklyn, I mean, I, I lost the fandom. I'll still watch them, but I'll watch the Knicks. Like, I, it doesn't mean the, the same to me. You know, I'm a Jersey guy growing up, so um, I like Brooklyn as a city, but it's not where I grew up. So I don't really care the same way. So do you yeah. think anyone else will look at it like that? Especially kids, right? If you're a kid, you're young, you want to be able to go to the games of the team yeah. that you're rooting for. What, what yeah. is it going to be like? Well, Dad, you like the Oakland A's that that had Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco, and we can go to Vegas maybe once a year to see a couple games. Like, I would think that they're going to grab quite a few fans. You think the Giants would? You might be yeah. right. You might be. You're right because if you're a fan, if you're a kid growing up in Oakland right now, you're nine years old and you're becoming a baseball fan, and the A's leave, uh, you're going to be watching the Giants. Yeah. 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 So, I, yeah, so I'm sure it would be a benefit to the Giants, but you know the Giants' main problem right now is is themselves. You know they've got to get their kind of act together, and uh, they'll be successful either way. I think is is the point. But yeah, they would they would. I'm I'm sure they would be happy if the A's move. Yeah. So the last one I have for you is what can be done, whether it's now or really at this point in the future, to try to make a difference in our sport when a situation like this pops up because. There have, there's been the reverse protest. There's been basically, if you put a vote like nationally or within the city or whatever, everyone would have said this is a disaster. Everyone's on the same page. You want to unite the world? Bring up this situation. Bring up John Fisher. Okay. So sure. Like, should we try and help the teachers union with their signatures? Should we talk to players and tell them to all request trades because they're going to be playing in 20 different places? I mean, is there any actual action that can be done or is it just one dictator of one team that controls a situation like this? Yeah, if there's any action, it might be to um, show strength at the government level. Let's say Oakland right now and the mayor, Sheng Tao, and the city council and everything. They were trying to work with the A's. Now, they were pushed in the corner. They were publicly belittled by Rob Manfred, who basically makes fun of Mayor Sheng Tao at every opportunity. And if a, a government like Oakland pushes back and says, you know, we're willing to work with these people, we're, we're, but we're not going to go as far as they were. We're not going to just roll over and play dead and give them all our money. If government starts standing up to the teams and, and in a real way, rather than just saying, okay, here's all our money, take it. If they start showing that kind of strength, I think it would maybe help turn the tide. Well, Scott, important conversation. We've been trying to cover it any way that we can because many places don't. So obviously the San Francisco Chronicle's done an exceptional job covering this story as well. We appreciate the time. It's great to have you on the show here for the first time. And uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Scott Osler, who uh, is a San Francisco Chronicle columnist. Great combo. Real talk, not holding back. Um, and you can give him a follow at SCOTT. O-S-T-L-E-R. Um, wow. It's heavy. It sucks, you know, because it's, it's real. I mean, we knew it was real, like, for a while now. And it's not like this vote makes any difference. Imagine the shock of the world if, if like, there were owners behind the scenes that were like, yo, we're fucking with them. Everyone say that you're going to vote yes, but vote no. Like, that, <laughs> that just doesn't happen. These guys have one goal in mind, and it has to do with the color of... AJ's shirt. AJ's shirt. That's exactly. ironical. So there are some that want to win, but still, you gotta you gotta join the wave. I want to. Or... I want to hear. I want to hear from the other side's perspective. I want to hear the other side. Oh, owners. the ownership. Uh, they well, they can't. I get. But why not? Off the record, 
there are some owners that I know that we know, right, that we can talk to and they'll tell you things, but off the record. Totally. So but for why, you to understand a little bit. That's what I want to understand. they're going to tell you what, what you're talking about. Hey, this guy, they're going to defend him. They're going to say, oh, the city wasn't helping him out, whatever. We're going to say, well, why does the city need to give him money? And they're going to be like, because that's just how the game works. And, you know, the finances, blah, 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 even though that's not true. But it's like, to, to me, and I mentioned it the other day on the show, if I see AJ going down a path in a business where I'm like, AJ, like, I think what you're doing doesn't look like it's going to work out. And AJ says, well, actually, I'm going to get $375 million from the city of Las Vegas. But AJ, you're getting $500 million from Oakland. Yeah, but Las Vegas is much nicer. AJ, you're going to the smallest market possible and I'm making billions, literally just signed a billion dollar TV contract. You could have that in Oakland if you restructured things and you got it correctly. And you're like, and AJ's like, actually, I just want to go to Oakland. I would be a bad, a bad fellow businessman, a bad friend. If I was like, you know what, AJ, neat job, guy, go for it. I think you're reading way too much into this, Kratzy. I feel like you're just reading way too deep into this. I don't feel like that's I, – I think I think it, we talked about it, was it yesterday? This has been going on for 20 years now, 20-plus 20 years. They've been trying to get a new stadium in Oakland. The Giants blocked them going to San Jose. They couldn't get a deal done in Oakland. Honestly, I think it's – some of what Scott said, they're just like, let's just get this over with. Like, let's just get John Fisher to stop because it's bringing bad pub. We'll send him to Oakland in four years. Or send him to Las Vegas in four years. They'll play one more year in Oakland, then three years. I don't know where they're going to play. I, I mean, the Giants, why would the Giants let them play in their state? They're not going to let them play for a whole year. And, and then I look at it from the player's side, too. Like, man, if I'm a player for the Oakland A's, so, I, I could be playing in San Fran. I could be playing in Las Vegas. I could be playing in, I don't know, wherever they can find a place for me to play. It's like, you know, 2020 people want to say the Blue. The Sacramento. Yeah, but remember in you have 2020, to have eight apartments now. If you're a league minimum yeah. Oakland A's player, don't have a family. Remember, don't have anything. I would 20, request a trade and say. Remember 2020. Remember 2020 when the Blue Jays played in yes. Dunedin and they played in Buffalo, and, and you talk to those players and they're like, "Man, that was awful. That was awful." Now that was only for 30 games, half a 60 game season. Now imagine having to do that for 162 for three years straight. I mean, that just it, it seems again. I know the player association has no power, but man, that seems like a lot to ask out of players. All right, so here's what we're going to do. And we are going shorter today because Kratz and me will still be available on social media. You'll be able to see what we're doing um, Twitter-wise. So first off, because this is going to be dated basically if we cover it tomorrow and it's not that exciting. Um, it's a congratulations. That part's exciting. But we knew who the Cy Young winners were going to be a while ago. Blake Snell wins. Garrett Cole's unanimous. Snell was almost unanimous. There was one vote for Logan Webb. Yeah. And, and one there was for Gallon. One vote for Zach Allen. There were two two dudes that were like or 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 females, whoever writers, I didn't see who it was. That so were like, against. You didn't, you didn't pitch enough innings. <laughs> the, the actually, you know, the one thing I wanted to say for all this besides congrats, and Snell does it in both leagues, and Cole wins his first, like awesome. Great. And we've talked about them. AJ, do you know what the win-loss record was for Sonny Gray this year, who finished in second place in the American League? Just think. Just guess. Mm, no, because I just had him. It was like 9-7 and seven or something. It was something. 
I don't even think he got to 10 wins because he didn't win for like forever. It was basically like the the win loss record for for um, mediocre football teams. Eight and eight. Oh, I knew it was close. Yeah, but my, you know what surprised me is when the the finalists came out, and then I looked at the voting, and I was like, Logan Webb over Justin Steele. And then you dig into Logan Webb. He had a damn good year for the Giants. He had a way, and I don't think he gets talked about enough. So he deserves some credit. We talked Zach Gallon, and we all said, "Hey, Justin Steele is in this voting." But man, if you dig into what Logan Webb did, he had a hell of a year for the Giants. And his record, I think, was eleven and eleven. But he pitched a lot of innings, a lot of strikeouts, obviously a lot of ground balls. But Logan Webb, man, that one first place vote. I mean, I could see how somebody gave him that vote. And, and Cole was just everyone knew Cole was going to win. Everyone knew Snell was going to win. But Cole, again, unanimous, well-deserved. Snell, well-deserved. And this brings back the question we asked about a month ago. Is Blake Snell a Hall of Famer? Has to be conversated about. Yep. I love that Cole I love that Cole was, like, in the running. He was in first place. And then he was like, oh, September? And just blew him away. He was – Snell, I mean, he was, oh, Snell did that, too. Snell did that, too. Snow's numbers in September's were crazy. But I don't think he was he was as ahead as Cole was. I think if Cole cruised through the end of the season, he would have been fine doing what he was doing. And Snell, yeah, Snell, Snell, he pulled away from everybody. But man, oh man, they, they were they were striking out the world. That's why I still ran out of gas. Yeah, you could tell. You know, and you saw him towards the end of the year, which you know it happens. All right, let's slap. <laughs> All right, we are at Borgata, so shout out to our friends at BetMGM who run this place. Um, the sports book is right across from where we'll be doing a little poker action. We actually might, I might place a bet on it on Thursday Night Football and just kind of manage that. We'll see. No, we'll see no, no, nope, nope. Not allowed to talk about it. AJ doesn't understand. He doesn't understand. You're not allowed to talk about it. Foul two hundred. Foul two hundred. Um, unless you want to read it, AJ. We place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through the app at least ten bucks. You receive two hundred dollars instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Gambling problem or concern? Call one eight hundred Gambler. One quick super chat question from Christopher today. The A's own half. Oh, oh, sorry, I did not see. This is where we'll be today, um, exclusively on uh, BetMGM Poker app. Borgata. We are here believe registration just finished so if you'd like to watch us that's about all you can do at this point but we will be taking over the BetMGM poker account that is most important for you to know so look out for a lot of shenanigans especially from Kratz a lot of pressure on Kratz to deliver the laughs while he dominates all right quick question here from Christopher he said the A's on half the Coliseum site why not there like why aren't they still playing there. I don't know what the ownership situation, all that. I just know the only thing I do know, and I've, I've read a lot about this topic is the city's in control of, of they have to agree on a lease after the lease expires and the lease is expiring. What after next year, next year. Yes. Yeah. And then that's it. That was part of the deal. And they should hold strong on that for all cities to be like, no, you don't get to just hang out here while you're leaving and treating people like this. So, um, I don't think that's the solution there to answer your question. How low will their payroll be? Not to start another conversation. For years now. That's right. But I mean, it was $57 million this past year. Four years in a row. Four years. Now, after 24, they don't have anywhere to play consistently. 
Right. So they're going to be John. You're making think- half a billion dollars from the city, which, by the way, whatever the number is that you see, I got to look into all the details. But usually, like, the bill ends up being way more, and then they they just start going, oh, here, here. If anybody's ever you. built anything, yeah. you know. Change orders. Change orders. <laughs> Change order. Oh, that's a 15% accruement fee, plus there's escalations. But they think we're My, done. But no, wait, oh, here, baseball. Here's the thing, though, for this, and I, I know you guys got to go and win the mm-hmm. tournament but my thing on the oakland is is okay so they're going to be four years without a home really right i mean unless they find somewhere to play whether it's a triple a stadium or whatever, but they're not going to be in a big league stadium consistently for four years. giants aren't going to do that they've tried to get the a's out of there for years by not giving them san jose they're going to magically go to las vegas and say we're going to start spending now or like it, it was kind of what we talked about earlier. It's just amazing to me because not only is it four years of them having low payroll, once they get to Vegas, they're not just going to turn on a spigot and be like, oh, now we're going to start spending because you have to build up players to spend them on. They're not just going to go on a wild spending spree. I don't know. Th- th- this whole thing is just it- – it's just it's just bad, and I'm sorry. I feel bad for the players more than anything. It's It feels like one of those – it feels like one of those when you had snowball fights. I know you guys didn't have them in the South, but – you make a snowball and you throw it up in the air and everybody's just looking at it. That's what we're doing right now. We're looking at the A's. We're looking at them and then just they drill you with another snowball right in the crotch. Like <laughs> high just, snowball, low snowball. Yeah. Like it just yeah, feels like, hey, hey, look over here. Look over here. Like all you, all the things you're saying are legitimate, AJ. All the things. It's like, why are they not brought up? Why are they not brought out? But. But no, here's the thing. John Fisher, apparently, because, you know, I, I guess he spoke and Manfred spoke. We'll get into most of that stuff tomorrow. But he, he said something along the lines of, you know, difficult day for Oakland, but great day for Vegas. I think it's a fucking terrible day for Las Vegas. <laughs> you have inherited a monster. OK, Until this, he is, tells it. this is a movie. Yes, exactly. So what you should be doing, anybody that likes baseball in Vegas is rooting your ass off to get this dude out of our sport. Please get him out of our sport because otherwise it's going to suck for you. I guarantee you he will cut corners on the fan experience. He will not build a good team. He will blame everything in the world on everything else. This is this is what he does. Dude is on third base, thinks he hit a triple. It's just how he lives his life. You know, he inherited it all. So good luck. We're here for therapy. I wonder, um, if, I wonder if there's a higher selling price for your team if it's in Vegas. There is. He knows yeah, that. New stadium. Stadium. That's where the money for money. That's why. Yeah, it'll be the stadium. By the way, speaking of Vegas, next time I see you guys, we will be in Vegas, will we not? Yeah, well, we weren't announcing that yet, but sure. We, we can say that because no one knows what, what you Sneak mean. Peek. Sneak, Sneak peek. Sneak peek, yes. If you want to see us in Vegas, Sneak that's peek. fine. Real quick. There's not really any rules here. Little Brewers, I can get really close to the camera. Tonight. Yeah. Little Brewers hat. America. Zephyr Murph? That's yeah. That's for Murph. Yeah, we got to show that tomorrow too. Murph finding out that he got the job. We'll, oh yeah, we'll show Tyler. that tomorrow. So yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, good luck. That's why AJ was wearing green for us today. Good luck to us on the poker, and we will see everyone on Friday, but not AJ. AJ, happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you in a week. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We're going Cheers. all in. All in. First hand. <laughs> Hey, get in on the action with the FT fam at BetMGM. New customers use the bonus code FOUL, F-O-U-L, 
for a $1,500 first bet offer. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your BetMGM Sportsbook account. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if the bet loses. If that bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Gambling problem or concern? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.